Welcome to the busy Latter-day Saint, where righteous desires and living life come together. Here, members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints discuss their challenges and successes in studying the scriptures, and where listeners come to learn more about studying the scriptures. I'm your host, Richard Bernard. The music for this program is by Marvin Goldstein and used with his permission. If you've enjoyed this podcast, I encourage you to comment on this episode or the podcast in general. To leave a comment, click on the link in the show notes. I encourage you to subscribe to the podcast to be informed when a new episode has been posted. You subscribe by tapping on the subscribe or follow button. Now, each podcast app is different, so if you don't see the follow or subscribe button, a simple Google search about the app you're using will show you how. If you enjoy this podcast and have benefited from it, I encourage you to start donating a few dollars to the General Missionary Fund each month. Today, we hear from Mindy Ziegler in Ohio. I was introduced to Mindy when she sent me an email. She heard about me when I was a podcast guest and liked my approach to teaching and studying the scriptures. She's a pro at using the Gospel Library. She got my attention when she stated in her email that she has over 40,000 notes in the Gospel Library. She's currently a gospel doctrine teacher and incorporates many of the ideas I share in my devotionals along with some ideas of hers that I have adopted. Since that first email, we've had several conversations and her enthusiasm for studying the scriptures and using the gospel library is contagious. And I am sure you will, after hearing this, begin to look at studying the scriptures in a different light. Now, here's Mindy. Mindy, welcome to the podcast. How is it in Ohio? It is good. It's beautiful, sunshiny day today. What is your temperatures going to be like today? I think we're going to be in the 80s still. Oh my goodness. Uh, we're looking at my, I think I've got to look here. Well, we're at 72 now, but we're looking for a high of maybe in the 90s. So it's, yeah, we uh, might make it there this weekend. <laughs> Yeah, it always gets hottest with uh, Labor Day coming. Well, I got to know you because you wrote to me because you had some questions uh, because you heard me on a podcast, and I got to know you, and um, I was just amazed at what you accomplish and what you do. So let's just start with off. um, Tell us about your family. Okay. Um, I have four kids. My oldest is 19, and it's my daughter. She is on a mission right now in Uruguay. So she's been there for a couple months. And then I have three boys that are 16, 14, and 11. And my husband and I grew up here. Uh, We still live in our hometown. And he actually, we started dating when we were in high school, and he took the discussions and joined the church when we were seniors. And he went... He went on a mission, and I went to pharmacy school, and when he got back, we got married, and we've lived here ever since. Wow. Now, where did he serve uh, his mission? He was in the California Santa Rosa mission. California what? Santa Rosa. Santa, okay, Santa Rosa, yes. I'm familiar with the, uh, with the area. And what does he do for a living? He is a financial advisor. He has his own practice here in our hometown, and... That's what he does. Yeah, I remember now I was talking to you earlier um, and you said that you reconciled the checkbook and I went, 
are we talking about a paper checkbook? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's us. (laughs) And you said, yes. (laughs) And I said, I don't know if I can find my checkbook. It's been a long time (laughs) since I've written a check. It's a uh, good skill to have. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I I think um, I don't donate money to the um, Sheriff's Association here in Utah. And so that's usually by check. So I have to pull that out once a year and actually write it. But uh, yeah, it's interesting that uh, you're you're still still using the paper. Now, what church positions have you held? I have been in just about every organization. I've been in a primary presidency. I've been our Relief Society president here in our, we were a branch at the time, we're a ward now. I've been in the Stake Relief Society presidency. And right now I was just called to be the adult Sunday school gospel doctrine teacher. And of all those callings, which do you like? I think if I had to pick my favorite is gospel doctrine teacher. I love teaching. Yes. I find a lot of people that's quite often the one because, um, well, the other has a lot of work. I mean, preparing a lesson is a lot of work, but in the administrative part, you you just have problems that are always popping up. (laughs) Yes. And so that's it. Well, tell me about your experience with that. Now, see, how long have you been uh, teaching gospel doctrine? I've actually just a couple weeks. This is my second time having the calling, though. So several years ago, I taught for a couple years and now I'm back in it and I'm very excited to be teaching again. Now, what do you do to prepare? I do a lot of reading. I do a lot of writing. As I read, a lot of recording, a lot of thinking. Um, I actually, I have a quote here that I love, and this is kind of what I use to not only study the scriptures, but to prepare lessons. And it's from um, President Monson. He said this in 2016, talking about gospel teaching. And he said that the aim is to inspire individuals to think about, feel about, and then do something about living gospel principles to develop faith in Jesus Christ and be converted to his gospel. So when I read that quote a few years ago, I was just, you know, that is exactly how I approach not only scripture study, but preparing for lessons is what am I thinking about? What am I feeling about? And then what am I going to do about that? And then helping the class to all, all see that as well. Well, that's a great quote. I, I personally feel that when I go to a class, if it's priesthood or gospel doctrine, doesn't make any difference, that I should be able to walk away feeling that I've made another step being more Christ-like. And I'm not sure I always <laughs> accomplish that goal. But that, and I've always thought when I teach, it's the same thing. I want people to walk away feeling that their life is somehow changed. And what's what's great about that is it's the spirit that does that. You know, as a teacher, you have to, you're not responsible for that. You're inv- responsible for creating an environment that's exciting and filled with the spirit. And once that spirit is there, the spirit is that teacher and helps to motivate them to carry that throughout the throughout the rest of the week. Absolutely, I'm always reminding myself that it's the spirit that's teaching, and I'm just there to kind of have somebody stand in front. (laughs) That's right. So now we talked, uh, I think it was last week, uh, because your your teaching methods are a little bit different. 
um, than what a lot of teachers are doing. So why don't you tell us about that? Okay. Well, some of my some of my methods that I like to do, like I said, it really does revolve around thinking about and feeling about. And so I get them in the scriptures and we we pay attention. What are we thinking? What are we feeling? And in order to do that, some of the questions I might ask are, what do you wonder? What do you wonder about the scripture? And as you do that, you just get so involved in the scripture. You may wonder, you know, why did they use this certain word? Or I wonder what they did for a living. I wonder what their family situation was like. I wonder how this applies to me. I wonder, are there any situations in my life that are similar to this? It's just about just about wondering and thinking as you're reading. It's about being active. So as I teach, I really do encourage. And as I study my scriptures, this is how I do it. I am very active as I'm studying my scriptures. I'm thinking and I'm wondering what is happening, what's going on, how does it apply to me? Um, I'm looking for phrases that stick out to me, and I might we might dig into that a little bit further. It's just about being active. Yes, and I, you've helped me. I think. Well, <laughs> I, I'm trying to think if I've actually had an opportunity to do it yet. I don't think I have. But uh, you use the word wondering, and you've heard me on my podcast. Uh, where I've been interviewed on Leading Saints and some other podcasts, and um, where I say I ask people what they're thinking. And you said you found that wondering seems to, to work better. And you just mentioned it there. The, what were they wondering? It's, it's like. Yeah, I think if you. Yeah, well, I was going to say, I think if you I think if you ask people, you know, like read the scripture, what are your questions about it? Well, mm -hmm. you know, you kind of understand it. I don't really have any questions. But if you read the scripture and you say, well, what do you wonder about this? Well, there's all your mind can go everywhere um, and you really start thinking more about the scripture. Yes. I'm beginning to think wonder is probably better than feeling. But like I told you, I'm going to have to experiment with that. And I just <laughs> uh, since we talked last week, I haven't had a chance to, to be out teaching and doing um, the devotionals that I normally do. <clears throat> so. I'll have to wait and report back to you how it, it, work, it works for me. But getting people involved in the scriptures, um, as I met with um, a member of the Come Follow Me community about a year ago, year and a half ago, um, I, I said that I hear so many teachers say we have to get through the lesson. There's so much to, to present. And it's because they're so excited because they've taken so much time to pre, you know, get things ready. And yet I... I made the remark, I said, I don't think our point is to get through a lesson, but it's to get into the scriptures. And then he said, you're absolutely right. And this is what we're trying to get the members to do is actually get into the, the scriptures. And this act of wondering or um, feeling, whatever we're going to use there, I, I think it's a powerful way to do it. It's like, um, you know, every Christmas we, 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 get the question in Sunday school about, well, why did um, Mary and Joseph go to Bethlehem? Well, first of all, everybody knows the answer, <laughs> and, <laughs> unless they haven't been on the planet for a while. Um, and they, they know the answer to that. <clears throat> and Elder Bednar has often said that we shouldn't ask a question that we know the answer to. But I thought it's more powerful to say, what do you think Mary was thinking as she walked that 70 miles to get to Bethlehem? Or what do you think Joseph and uh, Mary talked about? And, and I like your word wondering. 
what what do you wonder mary was i mean obviously she was in her third trimester um most likely she was walking we often see pictures of animals but most likely she was walking and um and i believe it's about 70 miles if memory serves me right uh that's a long walk and it's not a smooth road and so what was she wondering as she was doing that yeah, and it really puts you in their story. And once you can see yourself in their story, then you can see them in your story yes. and how it relates to you and what you can learn from them. And you can even, like you said, I like how you said, you know, even one verse. Sometimes that's all my scripture study is. In fact, my last lesson I taught in Gospel Doctrine, we only covered maybe two or three verses the entire hour. And you can get so much from just a few verses when you're actively thinking about it and thinking and feeling and wondering and putting you in their story and them in your story. And um, you can just get so much from the scriptures. Yes. And it's listening to the spirit. Uh, if we could get all the members of the, in the class to just take time to think and, and we've got to give them time to do that. I often remark that a lot of teachers are very uncomfortable with silence. They're very uncomfortable with it. They feel that somebody's got to be talking, something's got to be going on. And personally, I'm wondering if that's absolutely correct. That perhaps we need some more silence in the classroom for people to, as you were pointing out, to wonder and to write. We, we want them to write. And writing is one of my favorite parts. That's why I love Gospel Library, because as I'm studying and as I'm thinking and as I'm wondering, anytime I get to a verse, I'll highlight it and I just type in, what am I thinking? What am I feeling? What am I learning? And then I have all of that yes. always with me. Yeah, and, and that's what it's meant to do. Absolutely. Now, you use the Gospel Library. Uh, what device are you using? I usually mainly use my Android phone, okay. but sometimes I'll use online. Sometimes I use the Windows app as well, but generally it's the Android app okay. on the Gospel Live. And so do you find it difficult to, uh, you're using a mobile phone then, uh, to be able to read a scripture and then you got to open a note and make a comment and then go back to the scripture? Is that discerning to you or is that you're comfortable with that? Well, no, no, that's it's easy for me to do that. There's, there's two ways that I do it personally. I have a Bluetooth keyboard. And so for me, it's easier to type okay. than to use the on-screen keyboard. So as I'm thinking and I think of something, I just quickly just make a note. I type it in. Another thing that I like to do is I keep a, I have an e-tablet where I write my thoughts as well. And so a lot of times if I have a lot of th thoughts, I will write them down and I will transcribe that into text and just copy and paste it into the gospel library so that it's always there. But I find the more active I am as I'm studying, the more I learn. Now, now what tablet are you using? I just recently got a Remarkable 2 tablet. Oh, okay. And I love it. It does really good with my handwriting, transcribing okay. it. It's very quick and easy just to copy and paste right into gospel library. All right. Um, I'll have to put a link in the notes uh, for that. For people that want to take a look at it. Now, you've only had it for a short time, right? Yes. Before that, I used a Rocketbook. Okay. Which uh -huh. is one where you can, you know, it's an erasable 
tablet that you can write in and use their app to transcribe it. So that's what I use for the last several years because I like to write as I'm reading. So I'm either typing on my Bluetooth keyboard or I have my tablet out and I'm writing and then yeah. I'll, like I said, transcribe it and put it in because I don't, I don't want to lose it. I want to have it in the gospel library. Yes. And I, I also handwrite. Now I, I do it into good notes on my iPad and then it converts it to text. But let's talk about Rocketbook for a minute. You used it for quite a few years. In fact, I have one right here in front of me. <laughs> um, and I found that um, it wasn't as accurate in converting to text. Did, did, did you find the same thing? or It was, it was fairly ac accurate for my handwriting. I have fairly decent handwriting. So what I would do is I would copy it. And then I would just make a few corrections that I needed to do. I will say the remarkable is much better with my handwriting. I don't, I've taken, you know, five, six pages of notes and not had to make one correction. Wow. Whereas on the rocket book, I did have to correct, you know, every sentence. There was always a letter or something that I had to correct. Yeah. And, and that's what I found with the rocket book also. So um, I just keep going back to good notes <clears throat> on my iPad. In fact, my iPad's large enough that I, half of the screen is my good notes and the other half is the scriptures and so i i do that but i find good notes boy it, it's very accurate as far as my writing and i write in cursive now do you print or do you i do yes i print and oh. that makes a difference yes. I, I know when you use a cursive font it does not translate as well yeah and that's what i found with a rocket book my cursive which is pretty clear um if I write slow now, if I write fast, it looks like a doctor's handwriting. <clears throat> but if I write slow, which is normally what I'm doing, uh, the rocket book just didn't seem to convert it as well. And uh, so I went to um, back to my my good notes. Now let's talk about the remarkable a little bit. Um, kind of describe it for the audience. What what is it? Okay, so the Remarkable is an e-paper tablet or e-ink tablet, I guess is how they call it. It basically it has a screen that looks like a, an Amazon Kindle. It's not lit. It looks similar to paper. The writing experience is very similar to paper, but it is an electronic tablet. And what it's meant for is to take notes. Okay. That's pretty much all it does. And then, like I said, you can save them in notebooks. You can um, transcribe it and paste it into Gospel Library. Mm -hmm. uh, that's basically what the Remarkable is. Okay. And is the screen, well, it's not really a screen, but what you're writing on, is it black or white? It's white. It's very similar to a Kindle screen. It, um, it is a tablet and it is a screen, but it feels very much like paper. Okay. And as you're writing and you get down toward the bottom, do you go to another page or can you just, just keep writing? swipe to the next page? Uh huh. You swipe to the next page, you keep writing, you can rearrange the pages, which is nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's very user friendly. Now, what's the process to get it from your handwriting to uh, text? So what you do is once you're finished with your notes, you just convert it. There's um, a button that you can push. You can select the pages you want to convert and you hit convert to text and then you email them to you. I open them up in my email. I'll put them in Word and make any adjustments that I want to if there is anything. And then I copy and paste it into Gospel Library. It sounds tedious, but it really takes me maybe two minutes. It's very quick. Yeah, I, I don't think that's um, a, a long process. Now, 
you put it into Word so that you can make any corrections. Now, how do you get it from Word into your Gospel Library? I just copy it, select it, copy it, open Gospel Library. Usually I'll do it on my computer because it's easier, bigger screen. So I'll just go to the church's website, open my notes. Okay. I have a note there, and I just copy it and paste it right in there. Now, with Remarkable, is there other um, output methods? You said it goes to email. Is there other ways that it can um, be output? No, right now. Well, if you want to convert to text, the only way you can get text out is through email. Oh, it's through the email. If you want to keep your handwritten notes, which I like. That's why I really like the, the Remarkable, because I like my handwritten notes. I like, you know, I'll circle things, I'll underline things. It just, I know where to look on the page. And so what's nice is, too, you can print those pages out if you want to with your handwriting. You don't have to take it to text. You can leave it in your handwriting, which sometimes I like to use that as well as I'm teaching or just studying. And where is the the data kept? Is there a folder in within Remarkable? Yeah, Remarkable. Remarkable is a subscription plan, and they have their own cloud, so it goes straight to their cloud, which you can then download to your computer if you want. It downloads it as a, a PDF mm -hmm. that you can then put anywhere you want. But they've got their own cloud system, so they've got an app and they've got a website where all of it is stored. Okay, and the Remarkable, what's the cost? Oh, it was around to get everything. It was around $500, if I remember. So it is not cheap. The Rocketbook is a much cheaper yes. solution. But if you don't want to, if you don't want to go to the trouble of, of writing and converting and purchasing things, it is so easy as well, like I said, just to make a note and type it in. Mm -hmm. yes. And I've done that for years as well. I prefer writing as I'm studying, but there are so many times when it's just, I did, if I just have a quick thought, I'll just type it in or I'll use my Bluetooth keyboard, which is another favorite mm -hmm. of mine and just type in. I'll even get during lessons if if I'm in in lessons at church and somebody says something or there's a quote or something that that I want to remember, I'll just pull my Bluetooth keyboard out and just type it in really quick in Gospel Library right in the middle of the lesson. So that is another method of inputting into Gospel Library that is so quick and easy. Now, with the remarkable you said it's a subscription for their cloud, what does that cost? Uh, you get it free the first year, and then I believe it's around nine ninety nine a month. Okay, so it's going to be about one hundred and twenty dollars a year, something like that. Yeah. Yep, yeah, it's not cheap. Yeah, yeah, it's not cheap. I I've read reviews on it, and I've seen it advertised. Um, now it, it it requires a special pen, right? Yes, which okay. you can purchase their pen, and then there are other ones you can get like on Amazon and things that work with it as well that okay. are a little bit less expensive. So is the pen separate from the purchase of the pen separate from the uh, Remarkable Pad? Yeah, yeah. And that price I gave you was for the, the tablet, oh, the, the case, tablet. pen. So I think I think if you buy the tablet by itself, it's two ninety nine possibly. Okay, so there's a case for it also. Yeah, and you don't have to use it. You can use uh, people buy other cases on Amazon. I just bought the one that they have, and I'm mm -hmm. I've been really pleased with it. Okay, well, remarkable certainly got some um, advertising time <laughs> here. <laughs> yeah, you're the first person I've talked to that I've known that's actually using the remarkable, and um, I've I've looked at it quite a bit, but I just keep going back to good notes. <clears throat> And uh, certainly a lot cheaper. And you're right, the Rocket Book for the audience, it, 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 twenty-five, thirty, up to forty dollars. It depends upon the size of your uh, Rocket Book that you want. I have the uh, pad that's got the spirals at the top, so it fits on my desk better. And so 
since I don't use it <clears throat> anymore for scripture study, I find it's it's better than having um, post-it notes all around my, my screen. Yes. <laughs> so if I have to make a note real quick or, um, uh, you know, I, for whatever reason, I've got the three different colored pins here and it's always open so that I can quickly write something down if I need to. Okay, well, you're using the remarkable within your scriptures. Now, how are you using the gospel library? Are you using tags? What, what, what are you doing? I do. I actually, um, I think I looked up to tell you, I have almost 24,000 notes and annotations and highlights in my scriptures in gospel library. And yes, I use tags. I use notebooks. I use the links. I use it all. Okay. Now, I was amazed. When you first wrote to me, you said you had 23,000 or 24,000 entries. And I went, now, where did she get that number? <laughs> and I knew it wasn't in the Gospel Library. And uh, then you told me it was um, on the web version. The uh, Windows app. The, 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 the app that comes, the Microsoft oh, Windows okay, yeah, app. The, the, the Windows app. Because yeah, I, it's I, still I, I originally went to the website and I thought, no, I've never seen it there either. And then you got me on the right path and said it was in the uh, the Windows app. So, so you're able to, and and that tells you how many notes then you have, right? Yes. Okay. And um, so you're using tags. Um, how do you use tags when you come to a scripture and you decide you want to create a tag? What what is your reasoning to creating a tag for that verse? So my reasoning is because I'm very organized and I want everything organized. And so, and I want to be able to find it later. You know, there's not a, it's, it's helpful to write as you're reading and learning, but it's also really nice when you can go back and remember, you know, we've, if we were studying the old Testament right now and how many times in the old Testament does the Lord say, remember, you know, put these stones up as an, as a remembrance, remember. Um, and, if we aren't recording, then we're not going to remember. And if we can't tag it or put it in a notebook to find it later, it's not as helpful. So for me, I use notebooks and tags. And the way I use them is whatever I am studying, whatever topic it is, I put it, I have a notebook for each topic. So if I'm studying a scripture about prayer, I will tag it or I will put it in the notebook for prayer. And then the way I use tags is I tag what it is. So if it's a scripture, I'll tag it scripture. If it's a quote, I tag it quote. If it's my thoughts that I've typed in, I'll tag it my thoughts. So notebooks are by subject and then tags are by what it is. Okay, I'm trying to th uh, think through that. How many tags do you have? I, I don't know if you can get a number, but is it if you're on your screen, you have to scroll down quite a bit to get through your tags? Um, as far as tags go, I probably have maybe 10. I have, I, okay. I know I have scriptures, I have quotes, I have my thoughts, I have thoughts. If it's somebody else that said something and I want to remember it, but it wasn't for me, so it'll be thoughts. Um, if it's a cross-reference or link to something, I have a tag for that. Maybe 10. Okay, all 10 right. Different tags. Where, where but I what's nice is that... I can go to, so say I have a lesson or a talk that I have to give on prayer. I can go to my prayer notebook and it is full of quotes and scriptures and personal experiences and my thoughts and everything to do with prayers right there in that notebook. Okay, but the problem with the notebook, there's no search function. At, at least not yet. I, I, I must share with you, I had lunch with um, up in Salt Lake with uh, two people that are really 
kind of oversee the well oversee the mobile apps, <clears throat> and um, I I told him I said we've got to get the notebook so that there's a search function number one, and number two where we can sort by yeah oldest to newest to or newest to, to oldest yeah you used to be able to sort more before yeah. they yeah. they've updated and taken away a lot of those features actually so from that meeting and of course it was funny <laughs> I guess I should tell the story how that came about. Um, we were near the end of our meeting and uh, to one of the brother and I said, now, you know, uh, as a service missionary, I don't get paid, but I want to start getting paid. And they kind of <laughs> like, uh, okay, where's this, where, where's this going now? <laughs> and I said, here's how I want to get paid. In the notebooks in the gospel library, we have to be able to sort and we have to have a search function. And I want to see that in the app as soon as possible. That's my pay. Now, am I going to get paid? <laughs> and he, he, they, they, they then took it very seriously. And so anyway, it's in the process. Now, that process could take six months, but it's in the process. Um, so, okay, so you've got quite a few notebooks then. Yeah, I own 50 to 100. I don't know how many, but yeah, for, for each topic. Okay. I have can a, can I you open up one of the notebooks? And in, in the Yeah, like, like, like right, right now? now? Because I've got some, I've got some questions. Sure. <laughs> All right. Okay. No. Okay. So just open one. So what tags do you have with it? Well, first of all, what's the notebook about? I opened up my prayer notebook. And what tags do you have within that? Within that, I have. I'm just scrolling through. I have thoughts. So there's um, some thoughts that somebody else shared. So I put that in as thoughts. I have my journal. Because if there is something like a personal experience I have that relates to a scripture, I type it in as a journal entry. So I have my journal. I have the tag of scripture. So if it's a scripture about prayer, I have, let me keep scrolling and see what other tags I have. I have my thoughts. So if it's just something I thought or felt as I was studying, I tag that my thoughts. I have quotes. So if it's a quote from like a general conference talk or something like that, and I've highlighted it and want to remember it about prayer, then I will highlight it, put it in my prayer notebook, and I will tag it with quote. So then I know that's a quote. I have cross-reference. So anytime I have a link from one scripture to another or a mm -hmm. quote to a scripture or anything like that, I will tag it as a cross-reference so that I know that it's linked to another place in gospel library that's all i'm seeing right now there might be a few more those are my main ones yeah you're doing this in a very different way i'm, I'm not saying first of all there's no right or wrong way <laughs> everybody learns different everyone's mind works differently and we have to we have to do what what works for us um but yeah it, it's very interesting you have very only maybe about 10 10 tags but you have a lot of notebooks so for for example, if if you wanted to find a quote real quick from somebody, what what do you do? If if I have a particular quote in mind, then I can think of you know I have like a keyword or I think okay it was a quote and it had this word in it or this phrase in it. Then you can search and it'll search when you search in Gospel Library, it'll search everything mm -hmm. in all of your notebooks anything that you have, any annotations. And so that's generally how I get to things the quickest. I will search for the quote and then it'll pull up my results for my search. If I know for sure that it's in my prayer notebook, 
then I go to my prayer notebook and I'll just scroll through until I find it. They used to have online, which was really nice. You used to be able to, and when I first started doing this, so I started using gospel library when it first came out and you used to be able to filter. So you could go to your notebook and this is how it was when I started. And that's why I have this system. I could go to my prayer notebook and then I could filter by tag they've taken that away and I really hope they bring it back. So I would go to my prayer notebook and I would filter for quotes and it would pull up all of my quotes that are in that notebook. And so that's how the system was when I started using gospel library. Since then they've taken, like I said, they took the filter option away. So now I kind of have to do a little more scrolling or searching to find what I'm looking for. So to clarify, um, I have a terrible memory, and I've been using the Gospel Library from the beginning also. But uh, what you're saying is that you could go into a notebook and basically sort or find by what the tag is. Okay. Yes. Right. Which yeah. is very helpful, and I really yeah, hope to bring I don't that back. That. I think I'm going to send a... Um, uh, yeah, I'm definitely... When we get off... When we get done here, I'll be sending an email up to Salt Lake. <laughs> Okay. Oh, that'd be perfect. That'd make my yeah, life so because much easier. That—that that is part of what I'm asking for, within the uh, within the notebook, is to be able to search and sort, and uh, w the way we left it is to sort by various means, and to be able to sort by what the tags are. Yes, that would be very beneficial. Absolutely. Well, you've uh, helped me to take a different look at the gospel library. I. I mean, I'm very familiar with it and the ins and outs, obviously, but um, this is why we have this podcast is for people to understand there's, there's more than one way to do this. What is important is that we're studying the scriptures daily and each day we're getting a little bit better of being more Christ-like. And um, if they use the gospel library for that, great. <clears throat> and if they want to use the brass plates, I'll, I'll go for that too. But as long as they're, you know, studying and uh, learning and gaining knowledge, and not just gaining knowledge, but the type of knowledge that actually changes us, then I think we're doing good. Now, do you teach any of this to your children? I try. Uh, <laughs> teenagers aren't quite as receptive as oh, I would like mean, they like don't just sit at your, your feet and just listen to everything you have to say? Oh, no. <laughs> I wish. I think that the main thing, though, that my kids are learning, and like I said, I have a daughter that's now 19. She's on a mission and I think what the main thing that my kids are learning from me is that they see me in the scriptures. They see me in the scriptures. They see me studying them. They see me pondering them. They see me relating my life to it. And they know how important the scriptures mm -hmm. are to me. And I think that's going to come across to them eventually when they're ready. You know, I was probably... I was in college before I actually read the Book of Mormon for the first time and really took a liking to the scriptures and realized how important they were. And so I don't fret if my younger kids or my teenagers are not that interested. I just want them to see in me my love for the scriptures, and eventually mm -hmm. that will rub off on them, now, I think. Do your teenagers have mobile devices? They do. Yeah, they do. And that's how they generally will look up scriptures. They use the gospel okay. library. And do you model it during a family home evening? What I mean is uh, throw your phone up on the screen. And Have you ever done that? 
So generally the way, yeah, generally the way we study scriptures is um, we've been doing this since the kids were young and we have an inexpensive copy of the scriptures that we keep on our dinner table. And that's what we read and study from. Now they see me, all of my scripture studies done online, but they still see me with my paper scriptures some as we're studying just because they're out, they're always open on the table. But they also see me bring in other things. We'll watch a video from Gospel Library and that they see me, I will put that up on the screen. So they kind of see me using both. Um, but I think that they understand that most of my scripture study is done on the Gospel Library yeah. app. What would you, what advice would you have for people who struggle to study the scriptures daily? My advice, and I actually, we just talked about this last week in the Sunday school class that I taught. Um, there was a sister who had given a talk last Sunday and she talked about how she struggles to understand the scriptures and she doesn't feel like she's very good at it. My advice would be to think about your scripture study and realize that it doesn't have to look perfect. It doesn't have to be a half hour of uninterrupted quiet time. It can be the 10 minutes you're sitting in the carpool line. It can be while you're washing the dishes. You know, it can be, we can fit it into our life. But the main thing is that sometimes we don't have to understand everything. And I think people get caught up on that. They, they think, I don't understand it. It's too hard. Sometimes if we're just focusing on what we're thinking and what we're feeling, then the Spirit can teach us what we need to learn from the Scriptures. And so get the pressure off to understand things. Get the pressure off to have a perfect study environment or the perfect time of day. Let that go and get in what you can and just pay attention to how you're feeling and what you're thinking and record it. Those would be my number one steps. Well, I think that's great advice. Thank you. Well, we're at the end here. And... Um... As always, I ask my guests if they would mind bearing their testimony. Could you share your testimony with me? I would love to. And a lot of times my testimony revolves around what I am studying in the scriptures at the time. And this past week, few weeks, I've been studying in Psalms. And the way I studied Psalms this time is I pulled all of the church hymns that are associated with the Psalms. And I picked one and I picked how great thou art. And I studied the words of that hymn and I studied the words of Psalms eight and nine that went with it. And as I did that, I realized that the savior and his atonement applies more to me than I ever thought possible. I know that the Lord loves me. He loves each of us. I know that the Lord is all powerful, that he created everything, but his work and his glory is me to bring to pass my immortality and my eternal life. So in the grand scheme of things, I am small, but I am significant to him. And I know that as we progress and we learn through our scriptures and through life experiences, that we're, we will become closer to him and more like him and that he will help us and that he will lead us back to him. And I say that in the name of Jesus Christ, amen.